KRUI 89.7 FM. So this is a special broadcast. We have an interview. We have a special guest. So her name is well-known nationally and internationally for her work in the popular TV shows Orange is the New Black and Jane the Virgin. She's also known for authoring two books, In the Country We Love and My Family Divided, One Girl's Journey of Home, Loss, and Hope. She gives speeches, lectures, and interviews across the country advocating for immigration reform, telling her personal story, and spreading the important message of how impactful current immigration policies and practices are in the United States. So today, she's here with us, Diane Guerrero. Welcome to Iowa City. Thank you. <laughs> so we are going to start off with just a simple question. Uh, we have a few reporters here with us. Do you guys just want to go around and say your name and who you're affiliated with? Um, I'm Lily, and I'm affiliated with KRUI. Nicole Shaw, and I'm from Fools Magazine. Hi, I'm Josie. I'm with The Daily Iowa. Ooh. And, and I'm, I'm Diane. I'm with you. Know, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now it's your turn. Oh, yeah. I'm Zoe. I'm with KRUI. <laughs> All right. So, Josie, go ahead. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being with us today, Diane. Um, I just wanted to open up the discussion by asking, just what brings you to Iowa City this week to speak with us all? Oh, um, I I was invited, and um, usually I uh, I go and I talk to students like yourself about my experience and uh, my book, uh, which uh, talks about my story uh, growing up. Uh, a child of undocumented parents and um, sort of my life after my family was separated and um, kind of what I'm doing now. And um, and so I'm here representing my book, In the Country We Love, and um, I think some students were interested in my story and, and what this book means, and so that's why I'm here. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Um, and you mentioned, too, um, in your book about the separation that your family went through and how that was really difficult. Mm -hmm. And so um, I actually watched an interview of you on Now This, that publication, a little short little clip that you did. Um, and you mentioned that you lacked a foundation due to your parents' immigration and struck pure luck in the connections you made um, and the imagination that you had in order to propel yourself forward and keep going. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would just like to ask you, like, what's your advice to other young people for the victims of family separation at the border and the current immigration policies that are in practice right now? Well, I mean, I would say, and I always suggest this, is to educate yourselves as much as possible. I think that when my family was separated, we, I mean, I as a, as a kid didn't know anything about the immigration system. I mean, I knew that my family was undocumented. I knew that we were working on it. But I didn't know my rights. I didn't know um, what kinds of organizations were out there that maybe could have helped my family. I mean, mm -hmm. as far as giving us information or what to do if we were detained or whatever it was. So I, I was really kind of flying blind and just hoping that everything would sort of work itself out. And I think that we have to be realistic and you have to be very proactive, especially now with what's going on in our country. I think the good thing is that we do have a lot of people out there working, a lot of immigrant rights active activists that are out there working tirelessly to give out that kind of information um, and to help you with um, with some with with those needs. Um, and and the good thing is that we're actually having this conversation, even mm -hmm. though that, that it is a scary time. Um, Fifteen years ago. When this happened to my family, we weren't having these conversations, right. and um, it was very scary to even tell anyone that you were going through something like this. And I think that 
um, right now it's important to build community around these kinds of conversations like you guys are doing here in Iowa. I'm, I'm very impressed. Um, and so I, I would, uh, that's what, I, just educate yourselves as much as possible. Yeah, you've been very open about the lack of help you received from the government after being separated from your family. How do you feel like this neglect of children during and after the deportation process has changed since your experience, if it has at all? Well, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think that's changed. Um, and I, I think that what we're seeing at the border, with what we're seeing at the border, it's probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that this just demands a lot more attention. Um, obviously, this has been going on for a very long time. Um, the needs of children in this country aren't really put first, especially those needs of kids of color and also uh, immigrant children, and now you're seeing migrant children. Um, I, I would say we have to continue to support people uh, who are trying to make a change and who want to um, elect folks who are going to work hard at, at, at passing new laws that are going to protect children. Mm-hmm. And obviously, to actually get immigration reform, we have to get politicians to listen yeah. and to actually do something, yeah. which they haven't done. Right. Do you... What well, do you we have to elect, we have to elect people yes. who are representative of our values. Yeah, and and of the people, and I don't think that we have enough of that. Um, just, I mean, with the obstruction of voting in right. this country, yeah, with the lack of voting in this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did see in midterm elections some change, and mm-hmm. I, I think we saw the power of the people then. And I, I think we saw that we need a lot. We have a mm-hmm. lot more to do, and I hope that we continue on this path. But I, I hope that people see that we need actual representatives of yeah. the communities that were hurting the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do get excited when I see all of these new women in Congress. And I mean, tw- <laughs> uh, presidential elections are coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that's going to be a whole hullabaloo and um, people are going to are getting either excited or really kind of scared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to see what might happen. I, I mean, this... For the last four years, the country has been incredibly divided. I mean, it always has been, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that right now, I mean, with every with all the violence that's going on, with all this negative and violent rhetoric, yeah, um, we're scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hope that that I, for me, participation. I think right now, I mean, that's kind of what I'm going with. It's like, mm-hmm. well, the minute that I started participating um, civically and even or or socially, right? Um, that's the minute that I started feeling less powerless. Mm-hmm. And I hope that people can carry this through. And a lot of people will go, negative people will say, well, voting doesn't work. Well, yeah, you're right. It doesn't work when when we have our voting rights taken away, when, right. when you have people cheating and lying. But I think that we have to continue working together so that we can get people who are going to fix this. I mean, clearly, I don't know what to do. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not a politician. I don't... I, I don't pretend to know what, what's going on. I'm just, but I, I do want to be involved. And I think mm-hmm. that we all have that right to, to yeah. be involved. And I think that the more you do it, the more you know. And, you know, I, th- I want us to kind of move away from this idea that that we don't, we can't have an opinion because we're not 
you know, educated enough or mm -hmm. we're, we're living in this world. We're living yep. in this country. So we should have an opinion on what happens to us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then so you mentioned the fact that like division has been a huge problem for our country. Um, and that's always been a problem for us. So then with that, how do you propose that we as citizens decrease that divide and kind of unite um, in a more open minded understanding of the experience that experiences that people go through, particularly surrounding immigration? Well, I mean, the way I, I try to, I, I, I've been trying to sort of, um, I guess, bring us to get, bring us closer together is by storytelling. Um, and I mean, I, that's what I, I've been trying to do with my story by trying just to humanize what the story is, you know, this sort of like scary other, um, which really shouldn't be because we've been living, living amongst each other for a very long time. And mm -hmm. so um, I think that by sharing our stories, we, we begin to understand each other and, 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 uh, and understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's so powerful to be honest about who you are um, because that, that's, I think that's the first step, right, is, is liking yourself and accepting yourself, accepting your history and yeah. your culture. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that then we can be more comfortable when we share that with others. Um, but I, I, I'm, that's, that's one way mm -hmm. that, I've, that I've been trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, earlier you mentioned briefly that, like, um, you know, that since you've become more active that you've felt like you are getting some power back, but, like, on the other hand, activism can kind of take a toll on a person's like physical, mental, emotional health. Sure. So how do you keep yourself motivated on days that are kind of harder? Oh my gosh. Um, what do I do? It's hard. It's hard because there's so much going on that, um, and I, I can see once, like, let's say you, one day you feel really proactive and you feel like you got together with your friends and you guys stood up for something, um, stood up for someone. Um, and, and you made a difference. Maybe mm -hmm. you just did a difference for that day. And then the next day happens and you hear something terrible on the news, or maybe something happens with, um, with one of your family members and maybe their health isn't that, you know, that great. And, mm -hmm. and maybe they're, they don't have health insurance. So it's like, it, there's like so much going on at, at, that it's, it's easy to, to feel powerless and, um, and also just really... Like, like it's it sort of makes what you did, or like the small like difference that you made, sort of doesn't seem like yeah. that big of a deal anymore, right? Because yeah. you have so much work to do. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm speaking as I, I felt this way today. Like, mm -hmm. I'll just be honest. I, um, it was hard to get out of bed today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't consider myself an activist. I mean, this is like literally like I was hard for me to get out of bed as Diane Guerrero, as just like this person, um, because. Because of so many things, because of maybe family issues, um, maybe, you know, my bank account isn't, right. you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. it is, and then you add caring about the world <laughs> and <laughs> others, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I think that it's just important to remind yourself that you are enough, that you are loved, mm -hmm. to surround yourself with other people who love you and who care about this, you know, similar things that you care about. If you, if you surround yourself with humans who care about humans... Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, and just let that guide you and know that if this is a step, this is a lifelong process. 
you know, whatever being an activist is. I don't like calling myself that because then that just that just means that I may have to do a lot of work and I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, it's one day at a time, dude. And if you care about other people and you're trying to make a difference in whatever and however way you can, just know and remind yourself that it's a step at a time. It's lifelong. This is a, this is a job that you're going to have for the rest of your life. What would you consider yourself then? Um, Not an activist. I don't think so. I mean, people like to call me that. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, people call people an activist, who, like anybody who like cares about anybody else or like <laughs> yeah. who, who is bold enough to talk about something that's, sort of taboo or, um, or scary. Um, I just consider myself, um, just a human trying to do her best. Yeah. I mean, and trying to, and just trying to live like my best life, trying to live my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I know that in order for me to live my dreams, there are so many things that I have to care about. Mm -hmm. I have to care about others. I have to care about what my work, how my work impacts others. Mm -hmm. And that makes me happy yeah. to know that I am that kind of person, even though sometimes it's really hard. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do me and, and, and leave this world a little better. That's all. Because I know I've experienced a lot of trauma. I know I've experienced a lot of people doing me or my family or my community, most importantly, my community harm. I know what that's like. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to be one of those people. I want to, I want to be one of those people who's, who's, who's doing her best to make it better. Yeah. yeah I like super that a simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That message is really important and special. And I, I'm glad that you shared that with us. Um, something that resonates with me too. Um, and so you did mention in an interview with CBS that young women should remind themselves that they should like, they are multidimensional mm -hmm. and they like, they are real human beings. And so what would you recommend, not even for just young women, but just young people in general about like how to evade or manage the boxing that society forces them into and just kind of exist and ignore these kind of stereotypes or other um, images that the media and society puts on them. And this could even go along with immigration or just in general too. Yeah. Um, look, I, and I, I have to like remind myself that I'm an individual that, mm -hmm. but like I'm an individual, I'm also a part of something much larger um, and that that my individuality is valued in mm -hmm. this kind of larger picture. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just, I have to remind myself that I, it's a lot of, that it's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, I'll go back to this. It yeah. is a lot of work, <laughs> right? Like when, when someone misrepresents you mm -hmm. or some they misjudge you or or even if you're having a conversation they just plain misunderstand you mm. it's a lot of work to try to help that person understand yeah or to so that you make sure that you are viewed in the light that you want to be viewed in mm -hmm. that people get you and that's a lot of work and I think it's exhausting but I think it's okay I think mm -hmm. because in the end you'll be much happier with yourself that you represented yourself in the way that you wanted mm -hmm. and not just let things slide because it's easier to just let things go um, because people want to put you in a box because people want to already define who you are because of your family or because of where you grew up. Mm -hmm. um, just remind yourself that that you are in 
you're growing. This is this is a process, and who you are is beautiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that no one gets to tell you who you are. Right? You decide that, mm-hmm. and you will carry. If you if that's your in your subconscious, you will carry that through in your work, in your relationships, um, and and everything that you do. So that you can try to live again your best life. I love this like self help book that I'm writing all of a sudden. <laughs> so that you can live your best life. I it's am a trying, sign. <laughs> I am trying to live my best life. Um, and I, you know, when I say that, I mean like like caring for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like just waking up and doing what you want to do, and not what like society is telling you to do to make more money, to to be thin, to. To have you know the latest fashions. Okay, so now I now I'm dating. Now I sound like I'm fifty, right? Don't have the latest fashions. It's just like all this pressure, right, that we have around us, telling you that if you have this, if you only had this, then you would you would be living your best. Right. But really, we have to look at ourselves and see what we have. Yeah to offer and that is and that is living our best if we just listen to that and expand on that Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to do and that's what I try to do when sharing my story Mm -hmm. about immigration I'm like I'm trying to make the best out of my situation yeah you know I didn't want to be trapped by by my story anymore whether that was either continuing to lie to people about it or to stay silent on the matter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I decided to expand on it okay well this happened to me well guess what I'm gonna share it I'm gonna share it in a big way and see how people react to it and you know I didn't expect it to be a book I -hmm. didn't expect it to resonate with so many people. I didn't expect to get CNN interviews out of it. I didn't expect to come to Iowa University and talk about it, but it just happened. And yeah. look what happened when you just decide to accept yourself and to be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot can happen. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Those are powerful words to mm-hmm. end on too. <laughs> All right. So that's unfortunately all the time we have, but obviously Diane is a fantastic speaker and has so much more information to share. And you can hear more of it at the IMU at 7.30. Doors open for UI students at 6.30 and to the general public at 7. And yeah, go here. And it's free. It is free. It's yeah. free. Seats you, are first come, first serve. What, what else are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. You, everything's recorded, you know. You yeah. could, everything's recorded or online. You can catch it later. Heck yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, thank so, you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much no, for you. being here. You. Guys, you guys are great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Are you struggling with your mortgage payments? Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.